Judge it, a shell boob, a lot of shell, come on. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekoeva Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekoeva Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bonet Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekoeva Jr. Oh man, it's time to do the podcast again, bro. I tell you, bro. So, so these guys are saying, bro, you should do a podcast every day. What's up? How come? How come only now you, you're doing like random podcasts? I mean, no, no, it's not random. We said in the very beginning, if you guys are tuning in the beginning, you know, because like the question for me is like, what chapter are you on? You see what I'm saying? Okay, no, I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming you guys. I'm just saying, what chapter did you guys walk in? Okay, if you guys walked in today, the the podcast happens weekly. Sometimes you know we do couples. Sometimes we join bonus Hawaiians. Okay, but anyway, we want to say mahalo. We want to say that's the that's how we start our show with gratitude. Okay, because without gratitude, bah, I'm telling you, gratitude is the key. Gratitude is is everything. And you know, when you're young, right? You forget. You forget about gratitude when you're young. Because when you're young, everything is about, you know, everything is about, okay, me, me, me. What I gonna, what I gonna do? What I gonna do? We forget. We get so excited, bro. With life, you know, we're drinking beer, we're smoking weed. And, we, bro, nobody, we don't want anybody to bother our trip, right? We're doing our stuff, is what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden, one day, they go, oh, you know, you gotta be grateful, right? And, <laughs> bro, for me, bro, I had, I had experiences like that, right? And they sit you down in church. They sit you down somewhere. Sometimes they sit you in temple. Sometimes, bro. Sometimes they sit you down in a backyard. And they, bro, you know you gotta be grateful, right? And and you and you stop. So everything comes to a screeching halt. Everything like, and in your mind, right? And then you go, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I gotta be grateful. And then and then you kind of go like that. Anyway, bro, we gotta we gotta look at the kind. Speaking of grateful, our audience. Okay, so. uh we got we got a we got a whole bunch of people that we need to thank. Eighty eight percent of our audience is in the United States now because our international numbers are growing. So we like to say mahalo. We like to say thank you very much uh, to the people in different countries. And those countries are the Netherlands, Ireland. Well, we got a new country. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, so the Netherlands, Ireland, United Kingdom, Canada, Ghana, Poland, South Africa, Israel, and now Germany. So we like to say mahalo to the Germans. Uh, you remember the Germans, right? You remember, <laughs> you remember the Germans, right? You, the poor German people, bro. I felt so sorry. You know, I, I used to, I used to read history. I used to study history, and and you know, and and when you study German history, right, the Hitler and all, everybody was having a good time in Germany. All of a sudden, here comes Adolf Hitler, right? And then the Germans were ruled over, right? I mean, you know, there's there's a difference between. You know, having a country and everybody's happy and then having a country and everybody's scared because they, you know, at any given moment, bro, you could just, they, they pull out a pistol and boom, right there, down. 
So, you know, and it's not like that in the United States. However, we see some spooky things in the, and we start thinking like, hey, you know what? It could end up like that. But anyway, but, uh, but we like to welcome the German people. Uh, we love German people. Uh, especially people from like uh, the Rhine River area, you know, over there. Bro, it's a beautiful country. You guys should go one day. Uh, anyway, so uh, Apple Podcast is 78% Apple. So we, we like to thank Steve Jobs and mahalo him. I know he's not here, but hopefully he's here in spirit. Anchor is 8%, Spotify is 7%, and everybody else is 6%. Our demographics, bro, you know that the 35 to 59 demographics is pretty heavy. Although we have... Uh, 17% is 23 to 27 year old. So we have a lot of young people. Uh, we have a couple senior citizens. <laughs> we have a couple, we have a couple people that are kind of like up there. But, but anyway, the, the majority of our people is uh, 35 to 44. So, uh, and then 45 to 59 is 21%, but the 35 to 54 is 43%. So we like to tell you guys mahalo. And, um, so, so these guys are, uh, DMing me on Instagram, right? Now, Instagram is the platform that most people go and and talk about, you know, the the podcast because, you know, nobody goes on Facebook, right? Only the the grandparents and, and, you know, it's about family on Facebook. And uh, these guys are like like more, uh, I want to say mavericks and they're all on Instagram, okay? So so they DM me and they say, hey, you know when you do your podcast... um, you know, well, how come how come you do them all? You know, you do the comedy thing on a podcast. It's supposed to be serious. Like you're supposed to be serious about the law of attraction and, and serious. All right. So here's the thing about the law of attraction and seriousness. Okay. Now, once you let go, okay, a lot of people, you know, they 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 are under the impression that you have to be disciplined. You have to you have to take life seriously. You have to be serious about this thing, you know? And then you got to take your job serious. And you got to do this serious. You got to do that serious. And you know what ends up happening, Hawaiians? People get too serious, right? <laughs> so, so they have this white-knuckled grip on life, right? Okay, so life is not actually like that. Okay, so, so you know, for, for you people in Germany, like that. Uh, actually means like that. It's a it's a pidgin term that we we speak like this in Hawaii. I know it's kind of hard to believe, and you know you guys are going what you can't speak like that. It's way worse than us. Okay, uh, everybody, you know, and everybody's kind of similar, right? Everybody has slang. They have a little, you know what I'm saying? They have a little, you know, a uh, little something, something is what I'm saying, right? So they have, and and so anyway. But but that's what it is when you when you have that white knuckle grip on life. So they go, Junior, what what happened? What transformed your life? You know, because my life was white knuckle grip through my twenties, and it was such a white. Bro, I was hanging out with the biggest criminals. I mean, these guys. You know, I wouldn't say criminals like in jail kind. They didn't go to jail. They had people to go to jail for them. They no, bro. These guys was heavy duty, bro. They had guys that would actually go to jail. You know, they had... No, bruh. There's professional everything. And there's professional guys that go to jail. And they go to jail. And they will go, you know... They, they're they called repeat offenders. And they're professionals. Mm-hmm. Because these professionals will go for a fee. And and when they are when they are in jail, in, in prison, they will get taken care of, Okay. Nobody bothers them. They get money in their account, everything. Then they come out and they pull one job, okay? And if they found, okay, first of all, you got to be charged with something, right? 
So if somebody finds the body or whatever, okay, they find it, what you did, they find right? Then you got to go caught and then, you know, you take your, you know, whatever the penalty. And then some people was outraged back in the day because they used to watch these guys and they go, oh, wow. So this guy did this crime and he only got, he only got six months. Okay. But this guy, right, was actually working for somebody higher up and he would take his six months and he would say, thank you, your honor. But, well, I don't think they ever said that, but, but I mean, you know, that's the attitude he had because he never cared. Right, that's what I'm saying. And and off to prison he went for six months. He would pull his time, and then he would be back out working for the same association, right? And then anyway, but but these was the uncles, brother. The the uncles. At, if you're at the uncles level, like, so so you get your street guys, right? You get the street thugs. You get those guys, and then you get the lieutenants. Now they're a little bit higher up, and then above the lieutenants, you get you know. The executive branch, and it, so, so I was hanging out with the executive branch, bro. And these guys, no, I was, I was on kid. I was, I was all eyes and ears, right? But, but no, no mouth, cause yeah, you couldn't talk. You just, you just sit down. So, so it was like you know, the children are to be seen and not heard. So my uncle and I was sitting down, and I, I was just there. I was just there, and I, you know, and I noticed this one guy. You know, he used to show up all the time, and he never had fingers. And, and I, you know, one night I had, cause I had questions. I was 17. I, you know, when you're 17, you're kind of stupid. Yeah. You have questions. And I was like, yeah, but I never asked, you know, the uncles, right? Cause they're busy talking. You know, you know, bother them. So I lean over and I asked Willie one night. I said, Hey, Willie, how, how come the guy, no, no more fingers? I, I noticed a couple guys come over here, no more fingers. And the same fingers is missing from the, from the two different guys, right? And he goes, Hey, shut up. The Yakuza. I'm like, Yakuza, right? I'm like, what is that? You know, and I, I thought Yakuza, I'm like, like, what is that? Like when chef in a restaurant. And he goes, no, that's Japanese syndicate. It's Yakuza. I'm like, oh, okay. So this, actually, this one Yakuza guy, right? He got to, you know, I got to know him pretty good. And he actually put me in his Japanese fashion magazine, bro. And I was, you know, I was modeling in, in the magazine. And on the last page of the, because the story was about Hawaii. And this is the time that they was bringing all the investors to Hawaii, right? And these guys had, had a, uh, we want to say they had a slice of the pie. I cannot, I cannot really, but I can't really go into detail because, you know, some of these people are still alive, Hawaiians. But, but they had a slice of the pie. So they came, right? And at the time, you know, I was looking, but I wanted to be, you know, one singer. I wanted to do one show. I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to do all the entertainment stuff, right? And my mother was beside herself. She was over here and then she was over there. And, and she was, she was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then so this guy did, they did this story in Hawaii and they put it in a Japanese magazine. It was the biggest Japanese magazine in Tokyo. And the guy was here calling a shot. So he's a shot caller. And he was telling the photographers what to do and where to shoot and who to hire and what, you know, all that stuff. And on the very last page of the story, you see this hand. And this is, this is a spooky bot. It was in bar, right? And all you saw was the hand. The focus was on some, was on, on product that was sitting on the table. But right next to it, you could see the hand without the fingers and that was the signature right there and that's pretty much all i can tell you Hines. but anyway back in the day it was like that right now you know i had this white knuckle grip on my life and the white knuckle grip was okay was ambition 
Okay, so this thing was all ambition. Okay, so ambition, we're going to climb that ladder and we're going to do what we need to do to get up. We're going to fight to get up the ladder, right? Okay, so I was I was doing them wrong because I was thinking, okay, we're going to fight. We're going we're gonna to plow through this thing no matter what. We, we just go full steam ahead and we'll climb this ladder. Well, that was the wrong. Turns out that was the wrong approach and I started ruining my life. And my life was just going on tailspin because the more I push, right, the more I got held back. And I'm like, yeah, what's what's all this going on, right? So my uncle, um, my he was in a syndicate, but you know he was kind of like on the side of the syndicate, kind of you know he was kind of involved but not involved. Like he never killed nobody, right? But he was there. He was he was just there. And he and so he pulled me on the side and he said, bro, you know what you gotta do, but you gotta take it easy, okay? And and the other person that told me to take it easy was this this guy that I was hanging out with, right? And he was. Bro, he was the man. And he told me, bro, you got to learn how. Well, he never said him like that. He said, you know, you got to learn how to relax. And that's, that's what he told me, right? And, I, and I'm like, relax. I'm like, bro, I got I to gotta get up this ladder, right? <laughs> like, I got to get up the ladder. Okay. Now, there was certain people in my life, especially in my 20s, that was like, bro, you sure you want to climb this ladder? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And one of these guys was was my aunt, uncle, right? He goes, bro, you sure you want to climb this ladder? And I'm like, yeah, I want to climb that ladder, right? So it was like one one chant in my head, climb that ladder, climb that ladder. Okay, so, so pretty soon, you know, I got around radio, right? And radio was, you know, for, for me, right, I figured, okay, these other guys, right, they're going through these record companies, they're doing them that way. I don't think I want to do it that way. I think I want to do it the other way. You know, I'm going to do them in a roundabout way because I, I like learn about this stuff, right? I, I don't I don't just like learn about like being a performer. That's all I know. That's, you know, and that's it, right? So I want to I want to go the other route. So I figured if I got into radio, boom, I'm going right into the music industry. Bam, I'm going to do my show. I'm going all this stuff, right? <clears throat> Wrong. Okay. So... I, but there's a mistakes I made, right? But I tell you guys, cause, you know, you guys, you guys gotta know, it, it, it's not, you know, life is trial and error to a certain degree. And then on the other hand, there's the education part, there's all of that. But even if you're highly educated, I know some pretty highly educated guys, right? And, and they live small. They really live small. You know, like, like, I know this girl, right? She's a, she's a professor. And, and the, the, the school that pays her, right? They pay her so little bit. And her mind is so brilliant, right? You see what I'm saying, Hines? So it's not necessarily that you get the highest edge. She got she got a PhD. She's a doctor. Right? Now, you know, not necessarily you're gonna you're gonna end up in a situation where you're highly qualified and you're making small money. Sometimes you're highly qualified, you're making big money. But I'm saying it can go either way. It depends on how you go about it. Okay, so so I was with this, you know, I, I was with this mission of mine, and and I was going, going, going. Nothing happened. Right around twenty eight, twenty nine, going into thirty, right, things started making sense. Things started panning out because yeah, I started relaxing a little bit more. I started doing you know different things that started to to change the tide, so to speak, right. So I was hanging out with these guys, and then I got into radio. Now going into radio, radio was on good journey, right. And I always stuck to the office side of things as much as I could to observe, you know, all the aspects of radio. Because if you're just involved in radio and you're just on the radio and just doing your thing and, and having fun, right? That's, that's just having fun. That's like living for the weekend. 
So, so I kind of relaxed a little bit, but I started learning, started learning. Well, down the road, but it wasn't until about 12 years ago that the law of attraction really played into what I was doing, right? And we discussed this on other podcasts. But one of the things was you got to let go of that white knuckle grip on your life. Okay, some people, especially educated people, okay, because educated people, and nothing against educated people, I'm just saying, and, and I'm talking about guys that get a degree, you know, the Masonic degree from the Masonic College, right? You know, they wear the mortarboard graduation, those guys. Okay, because they are trained, right? They're trained. And trained is a, a term we use with animals, right? You know, when you go circus, right? You see the circus. Okay, those tigers are trained. The elephants train. And, so, and sometimes things go, things go berserk, right? The, the animals I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so anyway, so we was, you know. Was was taught to you know educational system right because I dropped out of college I went to college I dropped out you know I was like hey well there was this big job over here and I was like okay what I'm gonna do I will take this job and I'll go and and pursue my dreams or I'm gonna stay in college and pursue a degree it was it was very simple Hoyne. so I walked out of college right and my mom was like oh no here he goes right. And and I walked out of college and then boom, right into the industry. So so when I started doing this stuff, right, and started relaxing a little bit, started, you know, letting go of that white knuckle grip, that discipline thing, right? Because that's what they teach you in school. They go, okay, I mean they don't, you know, they teach you how to think about stuff, right? Okay, you gotta think like this, you gotta do this, you do this. They, it's not always practical, but but those people, because, right, because they consider themselves educated. Because they say, well, you know, now well, I'm educated, you know. And the most dangerous thing to the human being is when they think they know. You see what I mean? When they think they know, right? Because, you know, even Socrates, right? The, the philosopher says, if there's one thing that I know, is that I don't know anything. Now, the, the, the reason why is because when you loosen up your grip, okay, and then you, you admit you don't know, right? And you, oh, I don't know. You know, do you know about this? Well, I, I don't know. What? Right now, that opens up the door, right, for discovery. That opens up the door, the door for growth, Hawaiians. That's when you can, you know, that's when you open and you go, oh, no, I don't know. Right? And that's when the ego starts to dissipate, right? And then all the blessings come, right? Because at that point, you don't know. You know, like, so, so that's the difference between believing, right? Because when you believe, you know. Or you believe, you know, whatever you believe. You can believe the sky is blue. Whatever you believe, right? Whatever you believe. Then, at that point, you're closing the door on a lot of possibilities. Now, when you come from, I don't know, right? Oh, I don't know. But now, the possibilities are endless, right? Because you don't know. Because you admit you don't know. And now, you're open to facts, you open to, you know, different perceptions, you open to different possibilities, you open to all kinds of stuff. And and so the, so the point it, at which I, I realized that, okay, you don't know nothing, okay, at that, that point, right? Then it was, okay, let's dive down this rabbit hole and, and let's accumulate some knowledge instead of, you know, instead of just walking around, you know, believing this and believing that and believing what people told me and believing you see so i stopped believing and, and my friends my, my religious friends was like oh well you mean to tell me you don't believe 
<laughs> I'm like, well, I perceive more than I believe. So I think what I am is not a believer. I think I'm a perceiver. Okay, because I think perception is is the thing, right? Because, you know, you, and everybody perceives different. You get five guys, and, you know, they witness an accident, right? And, and you get five different feelings on what happened, five different perceptions of what happened, five different versions of what really happened, right? And so, and then, you know, people come in agreement here and there or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know. So so then I started to relax, things started to work. And then, then I hit another point in my life. So, so there was these points in my life where more things were released unto me. I want to call it that. Okay, released unto me, released unto me. Pretty soon, I was like, whoa, this is really happening. The more I admit I don't know, right? And the more curious I become, because when you, when you believe something, you're no longer curious anymore. Power, that's it, right? Because you don't want to entertain any other idea. Right? And so, so in my mind, I was like, well, if I don't know, I got to seek. Right? And, and in the Bible, because I was a Bible guy before, like long time, right? Before. And then in the Bible, right? Jesus says, seek and you shall find. So I'm like, okay. Well, the beautiful part about life, Hawaiians, is when you seek, right? You find. And then you seek some more and you find some more and you seek some more and you find some more. Hawaiians, you can spend your whole life seeking. Right. And life can be a beautiful experience because no matter how much you seek. Right. And how much you find, there's always more to seek and it's always more to find. But a rabbit hole goes all the way. But how much how, how long you don't have you don't have a life long enough to get to the bottom of the rabbit hole because the rabbit hole does not. end. that's the beautiful part of life. And people don't realize that, you know, they go, OK, well, my belief is going to stop right there. That's the extent of what I believe, and and that's it. I'm not gonna entertain anything else. I'm not gonna think about it. That's it. That's it. and they they live in this box. Okay, now my life coaching business, right? That I do, and you can you guys can go check them out. It's it's a here for you dot live. Okay, is is about opening up people's minds, and about opening up possibilities for people because they think they know. You know, especially these, you know, top-notch professionals. I've trained some top-notch professionals. Or let me say untrained. <laughs> let me say untrained. You know, so so for example, I give you an example. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying what it is because I'm giving you examples of people who are educated, received a master's degree, right? Or a PhD or whatever it was, right? And then they thought they knew. Right, because after all, you're graduating, you got your degree, you put them up on the wall every day. That reminds you that you know. You see what I'm saying? And then, and of course, a lot of those people aren't that, you know, cut and dried about it. But what you know, what I'm what I'm getting at is that in my in my in my profession as a voice teacher, right? I retrained two voice majors from the the University of Hawaii. They were voice majors. Okay, these guys was made. Well, they thought they was major. They thought there was major till they came to my school. And then they discovered a whole different world because their world was academic, right? So they got the major. They got the voice major to, okay, here's your major. You know, and they put them on the wall. Every, and they came to me, you know, one came to me first. And then she recommended me to her friend that was a voice major. She said, hey, you got you to gotta come check this stuff out because it was, it was different. You know, it wasn't like learning from a book. It, it was different. Okay, this was real life stuff. And we incorporated a certain degree of life coaching in our school anyway. 
And, and it was about 12 years ago that we incorporated the law of attraction into everything. And then that started growing. And then that started growing. And, and pretty soon we was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Look, there are some people that get intimidated, right? When you say singing. Okay. And there's some people, cause we're serving speakers. We're serving speakers. And then, so some people get intimidated. So we go, okay, well, let's not mention the voice for some applications because these guys, you know, so in other words, Guys that came to us to do seminars, right? When the internet age just started, okay? This is back. This is back about 15 years ago. So they started coming, okay? But the word singing scared them, right? Because they go, oh, no, they're going to make us sing, <laughs> you know? So it started scaring them so they wouldn't come. So we started, you know, we started getting the word out there. Okay, this is for any vocal application, but we were still called a singing school. Then we changed the name of the school, Okay, and slowly, slowly we made adjustments to accommodate the things we were actually doing versus the things that were stereotypically involved with with most of the applicable, the majority of the applications that that we were doing uh, with people, right? So, so singing was the majority, but yeah, we we handled all kinds of speakers, right? And then these guys go, well, you know, we go to Toastmasters and we do this, this, that, that, and it's a very scientific thing, right? But when they came to us, we we retrained like a couple of Toastmasters too. And they came and they go, wow, this is very different than what we do. And, I, and I'm like, well, welcome to Voice Master, right? And then and then down the road, we go, wait a minute. We're, we're more, this is the internet age. We got we to gotta tweak this thing. We got to adjust this stuff. So we became Voice Master Vocal Development. Now, that was on the voice side of things, right? And, and we retrained two voice majors. Now, on the other side of things, we go, wait a minute. What we're really doing is, is we're really doing life coaching mixed in with this vocal training because it gets people f- farther faster right we was getting we was getting results in four lessons and pretty soon we was getting results in three lessons right now with my students i get results in one first lesson boom they level up already they, they do things that they thought they previously couldn't do right they, they didn't even they didn't even imagine it right <laughs> they, they do this stuff they go whoa what is this so so now we do that anyway so then we started our life coaching business because our wedding and party business came to an abrupt halt with the virus. So we said, you know what? <clears throat> let's just formalize everything. Let's just put this in a package and let's just start life coaching based upon our 30 years of experience. So, you know, that's what we're doing, right? So we do that. So the wedding and party business. So, so what it, the lesson here, Hawaiians, okay, is the law of attraction, right? Is what you focus on intensifies. And, and now, you know, like, like today, for example, I have a 15 minute voice coaching session with somebody in California, right? And that happens later on today, way after the podcast, right? In the afternoon. But what I'm saying is that, that with every, you know, you evolve as a human being. Okay. Now you may only involve, evolve mentally. You may evolve, you know, you look in the mirror, you go, hey, this dude look older than, than I seen him last month. You see what I'm saying? So we evolve whether we like it or not. Now, if you're going to evolve, right, it makes sense to evolve mentally, physically, and spiritually, like just the whole package, right? Don't just evolve in age. Don't just evolve. You know, some people are stuck. And so a lot of these top-notch professionals, right? I had this guy. He makes millions of dollars a year. He's a... He's a, he's, he's this kind of guy that he, he has his business big time, but this guy bought his location. I mean, the, the big store and he bought them and he came to me and he goes, you know what? He goes, I had, I had this issue with my dad, you know, and my dad told me 
that, that I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that and what and you know what we had him doing them like that like that well it wasn't that fast it was, it was maybe about three to four sessions right before the change started happening and he left us a very good review so a lot of the reviews you know when you go look at the the singing school reviews right for for the singing site you know you see the reviews and the reviews are like you know they, they go whoa it, it mentions psychological this that and whatever right and then they say, so you go, wow, that, I didn't know that this was involved in a singing school, right? And it's so, so all these little things, right? But if you're going to evolve, Hawaiians, you have to evolve on every level, not just one level. Okay, some people get smarter and smarter and smarter, but they don't have the, they don't take the risk. Okay, so there's, there's the safe, safe zone, right? Your, your uh, comfort zone, right? The safe part of your life. And then there's a risk part. Now you gotta have a balance. You gotta take a little bit risk, but but you don't just you know like floorboard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't just go 80 miles an hour and hope a cop isn't around. You see what I'm saying? You got it's a calculated thing. But but when you do it right, it's the law of attraction. Okay, so when you do it right, you take a little risk. Okay, and then pretty soon and you go back a little bit, go back a little bit, go back. What happens? Well, you get used to taking risks, right? And you get used to taking calculated risks. So a lot of these educated type people that, that we run into, okay, um, these, these people who actually finished college, not like me, right? They finished college, they got their degrees, they got multiple degrees, right? And a lot of these guys, and they're so stuck in their thinking. So, so they, you know, there's a certain thing that they believe because, well, we, that's what we learn, <laughs> you know? And so what we do is we take them out of that. We take them out of that kind of thinking, right? And pretty soon, the whole world opens up, right? And then they get, because they get to a certain age. Usually, it starts with females around 40. Around 40 years old, right? They dump their husbands. They they, they do whatever. They, they go mountain climbing. They jump out of airplanes with a parachute. They're doing all these crazy kinds. They go to the gym, right? They go to the gym, and all of a sudden, they're a bodybuilding champion. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm. So these guys, they, you know... Um, discovery starts to happen, right? Because at 40, you go, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be around on the planet forever. You see what I'm saying? So so now, you, you know, instead of that white-knuckled grip on life, Hawaiians, okay? Instead of forcing your way through life, instead of forcing yourself to get up, instead of forcing yourself to, you know, in a regiment, right? So, so what we have been taught is that, oh, you got to have a routine, so there's a whole bunch of people, right? Professionals. They go, well, you got to have a routine. So you become self-disciplined, right? Because you got to discipline yourself, right? And then, and then you keep, so so too much self-discipline, right? Derails the train. And then you have these other, now now we're, we're just coming out with these people, okay? These, these PhDs, these researchers, these doctors, and they're coming out and they're going, okay, you know what you got to do? Uh, you got to break your routine, <laughs> you know? We've known this with the law of attraction for years, right? I mean, at least since I've been studying it. Dr. Amit Goswami, and I mentioned this on another podcast. Look this guy up. Dr. Amit, A-M-I-T, that's his first name, Goswami. G-O-S-A-W-M-I, I think. No, wait. Uh, S-W-A-M-I. Something like that, right? <laughs> Something like that, Okay. I'm very bad at spelling on the fly, uh, especially when I got to keep doing the podcast where I keep rolling. But anyway, Dr. Amit Goswami. Okay, so G-O-S-W-A-M-I. Yeah, there you go. So so he is 
probably the world's leading uh, leading expert, okay, in, in physics, in quantum physics. Now, there's uh, Dr. Michiro Kaku, who is also very, very good, and he's out there a lot too. And I, I notice he's been actually more visible than Dr. Goswami. I, I don't know why, <clears throat> but but he's very visible. He's very he's very out there. He's he's very comfortable with being out there, and uh, so he's another one. These two guys are are leading experts in their field, and so Dr. Goswami, you know, in in a lecture that I attended in person, right at the Japanese Cultural Center in Honolulu, Hawaii, he he came out and he said, he said, you, you Westerners are doing it all wrong. You know, and then so it's like, okay, so everybody's like, uh-huh. And this was a room of professionals. You had you had healers, you had spiritual people there, you had educators there, you had top-notch professionals, PhDs, attorneys, all these guys, they were in the audience. I think I was probably the, the least qualified guy, maybe, probably, I don't know. And you know, I like it that way, right? Because now I have room, I have room to grow. I have, right? So, you know, like with all my friends, I'm the poorest guy. I think I'm the poorest guy because my friends have some pretty big companies, right? And and I enjoy that, right? Because here's the reason why, Hines. If you're the smartest person in the room, okay, you're in the wrong room. I hate to tell you, okay? If, if, you, th- if you ever get to the point in your life where you walk into a room and you think you're the smartest guy in the room, you're the one with the problem. Okay? And so that becomes a problem at that point. But Dr. Goswami told us this and he illustrated the whole thing, right? So the, so the thing is to get in a rhythm, right? And get in that balance, balance between safety zone, risk, safety, risk, okay? And what we're really talking about is getting out of the box. You're in the box, get out, jump out of the box a little while. Okay, go back in the box when, when you had too much risk, go back in the box. But it's a balance. And when you find the balance, and the balance is going to be what it is to you. Okay, the balance, the same balance is not going to be for your neighbor. Totally different, okay? And, and this is because every human being is different. We're all unique, okay? Now, you know, we, we can go up the rabbit hole too. We can go up the other, the other avenue of this and say that everything is memory. You know, cells have memory. There's, there's all different kinds of memory. There's many different kinds of memory. Okay, but you basically are an expression of your family, of your mom and dad, right? And then their family line, where did your dad come from? Where did your mom come from? Okay, so all these cells get passed down, okay? And, and yeah, you can call it DNA. Yeah, you can call it whatever you want, but it's memory. At the very fundamental bottom line, it's memory. So, so you know, and then, but everybody's different. So everybody's rhythm is going to be different. Okay, everybody's, you know, they, they, a long time ago, they had this thing called biorhythms. Everybody's looking at bio. Oh, my biorhythm is like this. My biorhythm. Then people is looking at blood type. Well, this blood type reacts to this. This blood type reacts to that. And, you, you know, so people, people were taking this stuff and dissecting all this information and laying it all out. And basically, they were talking about how to get to the same from point A to point B. How to get to point B. <clears throat> it was all the same. It was just different methods of, of, you know, getting to point B. And, and one of the, you know, basic fundamental ideas was health. Okay, this is good for your health. This is bad for your health. This is good for your, you know, success in your career. That's, that's not the way to go. But, you know, really, Hawaiians, when it boils down to it, you know, it's your, it's your individual rhythm that you will find if you start seeking a rhythm. 
okay? Because if you're too in the box, you know, I I, I, I dealt with these people from my consulting company, right? And and they were business people. And when I first sat down, they go, wow. They go, wow, we, we never thought of these things for our business, right? Because we, we just stay in our box. We just, you know, we, we do what we do and that's all we do and it's all we've been doing for the last, you know, 25, 30 years. And I'm like, I'm like, I know, because that's my job is to be out of the box and look back into the box and go, okay, analyze the box and go, all right, here's your box. This is what you do. And this is what you could be doing to get out of the box and, and let that, that, that kind of stuff, right? And so they, wow, okay. Then we actually started bringing them out of the box, right? And they started making all kinds of money. And it, this, this place was packed, okay? And it wasn't about me knowing anything about their business, their field, right? Their ex, their field of expertise, nothing, nothing to do with that. It was only to get them out of their heads. It was to pull them out of their box, right? So there was this one lady, there was this other lady and she, she had this uh, business where she was making cakes. Okay. She was a cake maker and she used to do them for these baby parties and all, you know, and, and, um, and then, you know, she, so she told me, you know what, uh, uh, Junior, I have this, I have this problem. You know, these, these people, they come, they learn my stuff and then they create a, a company, they quit, they create a company, they compete against me, right? And when I told her what the solution was, she goes, wow, Junior, you don't even know my business. You don't even know how to bake cakes and you gave me the solution. And I go, well, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't take a genius to figure this stuff out. My, my point, Hawaiians, okay? is not everybody goes outside the box. And it's these educated people that stay in that box, that educated box. I mean, it's educated. It makes a lot of money in some cases. In some cases, it doesn't. Some cases, these guys are highly educated and they're making small money. The teaching profession is one example, okay? They, they make, they're highly educated, they're teachers. They're people who are passing on knowledge and they're not making millions of dollars, okay? And it's not about money. I'm just saying that they're stuck in their box, okay? And people have, and there's certain, you know, people in industry or let's say in government that want to make sure they stay in that box. You see what I'm saying? So a salary is something that you give somebody, you know, to, to just ensure that they don't live their dreams. And you ensure that they work for you and then it kind of just goes like that, you know? But what I'm saying is there's that balance, okay? The box, and is outside the box. The white knuckled grip on life is the box, okay? Because you, it's your way. It's this way. This is the way I'm gonna do them, bro. I'm gonna do them, ladies. That's it. That's it. And you're holding on tight, okay? Now, if you let go, and you you find out, right? Because because all these big business people that I deal with, okay, and these are the people that are life coach. I life coach some pretty big dogs, right? It's all confidential, so I I can't, you know. It's not like I would name names or anything like that. You know, nothing crazy like that. But I'm just saying, some pretty big dogs. And the only thing, the, the one thing that they all have in common is they're stuck. Okay? They're stuck in the way they've been trained. They're, they're either stuck in the way they've been trained in business or they're stuck in the way they've been trained at home or they're stuck in the way that they train themselves. And it's that routine and it's the memory. And that memory will have you living the same life over and over and over every day. You wake up, same thing. Every day, same thing. And I'm not talking about performing the same actions. I'm talking about thinking the same thinking. I'm talking about thinking the same thoughts. Thinking the same pattern of thoughts. Thinking, you see what I'm saying? You know what I'm, you know where I'm going always. So, so thinking the same way. Okay. 
And then pretty soon, right, it becomes what? A habit. And it takes it takes a couple of months to get out of that habit, right? And there's certain things you can do to get out of the habit pretty quick. But you got to get out of the box. You know, long story short too, right? About about this 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 one company that we we got them out of the out of the box, right? They stayed out of the box for a while. And then the law of attraction kicked in with them because you know what? There was there was busy. They had a they had a, a a ton of business. Okay, and we don't mention names like I said, but they was making so much money. But then they started looking at the things that they weren't making money on. And the focus became what they didn't have versus what they had. And instead of focusing on what they had because they were doing volume business with a few things, okay, they were looking at the other things. Okay, that's like the dog with the bone in the mouth and he's looking over the bridge into the water. He sees the other dog with the, with a bone in his mouth and he tries to get that bone too. Okay, because he's focusing on what he doesn't have. That's the moral of the whole story. Okay, so so he sees that. So he tries to get that bone too and guess what happens? Do you, yeah, right, right. So the bone falls in the water. Now he doesn't have anything. All right, exactly what happened with this business. Okay, and, and you know, you, you can take your advice from, you can take your consultant's advice or you can ignore your consultant, you know, but if you focus on what you don't have, so this is what happened. They focused on what they weren't selling instead of what they were selling and they had business round the clock from the time the place opened till the time the place closed. And as soon as they focused, the, the shift the focus on what they weren't selling, everything went downhill. And then they started jacking up prices and then people got turned off and then people turned away and then business went back to the way it was before. You see, so the, the moral of the story, Hawaiians, is that white knuckled grip, right? Once you experience the other side, once you experience the, okay, now we're going to relax and oh, now the blessing's coming. Now, when you experience that, the challenge is to stay there. When you have a guide, when you have a, a life coach, when you have uh, whatever, whoever, doesn't matter. Whoever assists you, whoever is your guide, you know, it could be in prayer to God, to Jesus, to whoever you believe. Allah, you, it could be in prayer. And then you start to be guided, right? And then pretty soon the ego kicks in. Once the ego kicks in and you go, well, <laughs> I got this. I don't need that anymore. I don't need prayer anymore. I don't need, I don't need a, a, a Bible to guide me anymore. Whatever it is. But I'm just saying, whatever. Then guess what happens? You back in the box, Hawaiians. And that's a terrible place to be. And that's really my function in life is to help people get out of the box. Because, bro, if you in one box, Hawaiians, think about you. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry, Hawaiians. I gotta go. Anyway, if you want to get out of your box, just uh, go to hereforyou.live. Check it out, Hawaii. Oh, we gotta say, uh, speaking of box, man, <laughs> I wanna be, I wanna be in a gym box right now, man. Oh, right, no, cause they get they get boxing in the gym, you know, box. Anyway, uh, gotta say mahalo to Island Club and Spa, brother Randy, sister Jerry over there, and we gotta say mahalo to uh, uh, AFM Hawaii Music, uh, featuring the music of Darren Chinan. He's on iTunes. Go check him out. Also, we want to say mahalo to the Voice Master Enterprises family of service companies. It's a family. All these, all these companies, they're related. They go on picnics. They do all kind of crazy kind of stuff. Hey, till the next time, I'm Jeannie Keiko Weber Jr. Say mahalo and aloha.